Amen. Come on, let's give Pastor Chuck a hand of praise this morning. Come on, let's celebrate the man of this house. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Anybody love Jesus today? Where my Jesus lovers at? Just wave at me. Amen. Just wave at me. If you came to hear a word this morning that may change your life, come on, just wave at me. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, you know he's talking about? He's talking about Antoine Lee. That's a faithful brother. The bar is high, but Pastor Chuck is a good brother. Those of you that kind of came with us from Point of Grace Church, Freedom House Church, or from the men's home, would you stand up so that we can thank the brothers for hosting us today? If you came based on our invitation, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 They say one of the signs of a good leader is that people follow you. Amen. A lot of people consider themselves leaders, but nobody's following them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout champion. Come on, just touch yourself and say, I'm a champion. Come on, touch your neighbor and tell him, I'm a champion. Now look at them and say, you're also a champion. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And we do apologize. We didn't mean to come and take all the prizes, but, uh, you know. Uh, huh? I, I, well, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's true. That's true. In fact, what do I say? Failure what? Yeah, failure is not an option. So uh, we came to win. Amen. No, I'm just kind of joking, man. What a, what a blessing this morning. Amen. Amen. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Horseshoes. <laughs> Horseshoes. Horseshoes. Or that little thing where you hit the, hit the little ball down through there. If, open your Bibles this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Get your iPhones, amen, your Galaxies, your iPads. Amen. Those of you that are old school like me. Amen. Now, listen. I hear you. Now, there was one brother that came in with a big Bible. Oh, there he is. Yeah, that, that's a man's Bible right there. Yeah, if you get out of line, he will hit you with it. Amen, amen, amen. How to become, how to become a champion for Christ. How to become a champion for Christ. Does that move in anybody's heart today? Yeah, becoming, becoming a champion uh, for, for Christ. Amen, that, that we are in this race to win. That we are in this faith fight to win. Come on, say, I'm in it to win it, to win it, to win it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord God, that you trust us, that you still believe in us, that even when we've let you down, even when we've fallen short, even when we've disappointed ourselves, Lord God, you have been faithful. And Father, we stand before you today, Lord God, as men, some broken, some limping, some crawling, but we're here today, and we want to give you everything that we have. And so, Father, resurrect, Lord God, the downcast. Repair that that is broken today. Encourage us with your word today, that we may be edified, that we may be built up, Lord God, in your word today, and that we'll leave this place, Lord God purposing to be a champion for Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get right, right into the Word today because I know you got stuff to do. 
You've already eaten. You already had a little exercise. So I'm the only thing standing between you and the rest of your Saturday. Amen. But we want to listen to the Apostle Paul. How many of you know Paul knew something about being a champion? Paul knew a little something about the cost of being a champion. If you want to be a champion for Christ, it's going to cost you something. Anybody that thinks that you can kind of get there and just kind of easily skate your way through, I'm here to tell you that it will cost you. How many of you say it's cost me something already? Amen. Amen. But I'm still here. I'm still standing. Amen. And I'm still strong. Amen. Because the devil will come at you. Here it is right here. Verse 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul says this. He says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run? but only one gets the prize. He says, so run in such a way as you get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I don't run like a man running aimlessly. And I don't fight like a man beating the air. He says, no, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize, from the prize. Come on, just say, ain't no disqualification in me. Amen. So, so, so here it is. I just want to give you five things this morning if you're taking notes on how to become a champion for Christ. The first one is obvious. It's right here in the text. Get in the race. You can't win if you're not in the race. Amen. And so Paul is looking at this, and he's letting us know that many gather, but not everybody runs. In verse 24, he says the runners run, but everybody that attends, amen, the event are not in the race. Amen. And so we begin to kind of see that a lot of people are just spectators. Right? They just kind of come to see, and they never, ever step onto the track. Can I make you mad that there are men in here today that you came to spectate? You didn't come to enter into the race. Come on, you didn't come to run. You came to watch others run. We like to cheer others on. How many of you know that God is after you today? Right? He, he said only the runners run. And so what am I talking about becoming a champion for Christ? It's simply this. Here it is. It is, it is where you turn your life completely over to him. Anybody getting there? Anybody there? It's coming into that place, amen, where you turn your complete life over to Jesus Christ. Amen, that he is your Lord. He's your Savior. He's your master. He's the one that calls the shots, amen. He's the one, amen, that, that, that sets your day, Right? And if you want to become a champion, man, you have to yield everything over to him. You know, in, in the old church, they had a saying that said 99 and a half won't do. It takes everything, right? He doesn't want part of your life. He wants all of your life. Amen. And so you got to get in the race, right? You remember when you were a spectator that you just came to see? I mean, there's some men here today because your wife asked you to come. Come on, somebody, and you have your saying, happy wife, happy life. Amen. So you pick up points. Amen. But you just came, you just came to spectate. You just came to watch everybody else come to the altar. You came to watch everybody else commit to being a champion for 
Christ. Amen. We like to cheer on our heroes. How many of you know God has called you to be a hero? God has called you to be a champion. But one thing that you have to do is get in the race. And I want to tell you, you'll never become a champion unless you get in. Come on, just touch yourself and say, I'm in. You, you got to get in. You got you to sign up, man. Come on, you got to register yourself with the kingdom of God to let them know that you are a runner. Amen. Can you picture yourself? They pent the number on you. Amen. Because you are now in the race. So what's the first point? You got to get in the race. Amen. Point number two. Very simple. Not only do you have to get in the race, when you get in the race, Paul says you got to run to win. God, God, Paul says that you got to run this thing to win it. So in the first point, we saw that there were there, amen, who run and those that don't, right? But right here, you have those that run to win and those that just want to run. See, some of us, we just want to run, but we're not running to win. Are you with me right now? See, and the thing that we have to really understand, Paul says all run, but only one gets the prize. And he says, so therefore, run in such a way as to get the prize. See, a lot of people are satisfied just being in the race, right? And they don't come to win. And a lot of brothers in the faith, sometimes they remind me of these people at the marathon. They come dressed in clown suits. Come on, somebody. They come in flip-flops. Right? And they make those people start off at the end. But how many of you know the serious runner? They're up front. They're mean. They're lean. They've been in training. They've had their body under discipline. And they did not come just to clown. They did not come on roller skates. Come on, somebody. They, they did not come in goofy shoes. Amen. They, they came to win. Did anybody come to win today? Come on, somebody. You're in this thing, amen, to win this thing. I'm just not satisfied running. I used to just run, brother. I used to just run. It was just good being in church. A hallelujah here, a amen there, but my life wasn't changing because I was just running. And how many of you know that when you run for nothing, you wear yourself out? Uh-huh. See, 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 because when you have nothing invested, it doesn't matter. Right? If you have nothing invested, it doesn't matter if you finish or not. At least you showed up and you took some photos. Uh, here's a picture of me at the men's breakfast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here, here's a picture of me with Pastor Chuck. Right here, right here. Nah, nah, nah. Come on, say it with me. I'm in it to win it. See, I don't know about you, but I'm in it to win it. You know why? Because I've given up too much. Now, I've come too far. I don't fought way too many devils for me to quit now. Come on, somebody. I'm in this thing. Why are you running? To win. I'm not just here to spectate. I'm not just here to show up. I'm not just here because it'll make my wife feel good. Man, I am in this thing to win this thing because I want to be a champion for Christ. Come on. Abandonment didn't stop me. Addiction didn't stop me. Cancer didn't stop me. Come on, somebody. I'm in this thing to win this thing. Give God praise in this place today. Oh, come on. Give God praise in this place today. I didn't come to play. And that's why brothers like that, you know, we offend people. Because we didn't come to play games. 
Come on, somebody. See, the devil's playing chess and y'all playing checkers. It's a whole different game, right? But I'm in it to win it. You know why? There's too much riding on it. My marriage is riding on it. Come on. My, 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 my example to my children is riding on it. My example to those that follow me in our church is riding on it. I can't mess up. I can't get caught with the straight woman. I can't get caught doing anything that is illegal. Come on, somebody, or immoral, right? And, and so, so if I'm going to win, man, I got to be in this thing to win it. And my focus is on winning. Amen. So ask the brother, what did you come to do? Come on, ask him, what did you come to do? Come on, let him, I came to win. That's why I'm here. Come on. The breakfast was good, but I didn't come for the breakfast. I came, amen, to get ammunition. I came because I am in training. I came, come on, somebody, because I need to know how to win, and I'm trying to associate myself with winners. Anybody ready to cut the losers loose in your life? Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Come on, look at your table and look down your row. See, some of the brothers at your table are on your row. They're in the new age where everybody wins. Everybody gets a trophy. How many of you know in the kingdom of God, you don't get a participation trophy? Amen. Tiger Woods says second place is just first loser. It's first loser. I don't pride myself on second place. He says second place is first loser. Amen. And, and see, if you don't win, it'll cost you a place in the kingdom. And there's too much riding on it. So that's why we say that failure what? It's not an option. We can't fail. Because when we fail, families fall. When we fail, communities get into disarray. Right? And so God is looking for champions. He's looking for men that will get in the race. He's looking for men that will run to win. I want to be with winners. Amen. I, I want to run next to somebody that's going to push me. Amen. Not that's going to be satisfied halfway through. Are you with me? Here's the third thing. thing. Paul said, also, you got to run with determination. Champions do whatever it takes. Someone say, whatever it takes. Okay, say it like your man, whatever it takes. Amen. See, see, whatever it takes to win, that's what they do. They run with determination. And in verse 25, the King James says, he that striveth for mastery. Man, I'm striving to master this thing, right? That, 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 that when they have man of God in the dictionary, man, when you turn there, I want to see my picture there. Right there. Right there. I'm not bragging. It takes a lot to get there, right? And you have to be determined. You got to run with determination. Right? I got to strive for mastery. There, there's, a, there's a Greek word there, and it's taken from the root word agonize. Right? Agonize. Man, you got to agonize. It's a word that literally means to struggle. It, it, it means to uh, compete with. It means to contend with. It means to endeavor to accomplish. I, I'm showing up every day because I'm, I'm determined to get this thing right. How many of you messed this thing up when you first started? Man, I just messed this thing all up when it first started. But I'm determined to get it right. I'm determined to be a good husband. I'm determined to be a good father. I'm determined to be a good brother 
in the faith. Amen. Stop promising brothers you're going to pray for them and don't. Stop telling brothers that you're going to be for them and as soon as they need you, well, you know what? I would, but I got other stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, Pastor, I know I told you I was going to be up there and help you around. Yeah, but I, I got stuff. I got stuff to do. Come on, somebody. Baby want to spend some time. How many of you know that even sometimes even baby got to be put on hold while you do kingdom stuff? Come on, somebody. Because can I tell you that being a kingdom man is not always following your wife around. Sometimes you got to take the lead if you want to be a champion. Are you with me this morning? Right? And, and, and so in the NIV, watch this. Paul says that everyone who competes goes into strict training. Strict training. Come on, say it with me. Strict training. You're not going to be a champion without strict training. Champions are made through hard work. Watch this. And much discipline. Are you a disciplined man? Or do you do whatever your flesh wants to do? Whatever your mind wanders to? No, you have to be disciplined. And Paul says that if you compete, you got to go into strict training. You don't just show up and run. You do that at a marathon, you'll kill yourself. You, you have to go into strict training. You got to get into the Word. You got to spend some time down on your knees. You got you, you to gotta get in circles with other men and edify and build each other up, right? You have to train for this, right? Because if you go off and learn a couple of cliches, the devil laughs at you, right? He, 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 he's not afraid of church stuff. You know what I'm saying? But he's afraid of the man of God who knows his season is here, that this is my time, right? That, that, that he is prepared for this. That's who he fears. I'm ready for this. I know how to pray. I know how to fast. I know how to lean on the scriptures. Come on, when I'm down. I know, I know how to do like David did. David edified himself when everybody was coming against him. D David built himself up in the Lord. Don't need nobody to pat me on the back and tell me I'm doing good. Don't need anybody to lift me up and tell me to feel better. David, D David encouraged himself in the Lord, right? So I understand to do that. And the devil, man, you are his worst nightmare. And so what we begin to kind of see here, Paul said that the champion knows how to endure the pain of training when others shriek away from it. Uh, anybody know how to drag yourself into your prayer closet in the morning? Oh, I could have slept in. Come on, somebody. I could have slept in. Even on the way here, the phone's kind of, oh, yeah, Pastor Ken, I'm not going to be able to, to make it to the breakfast today. And the church answer is, but I'm praying with y'all. Or the old classic, I'm with you in spirit. <laughs> no, no, you got to show up. Come on, you, you got to show up. Sooner or later, you got to stop sending prayer requests in, and you got to go to the prayer meeting. Sometimes you got to show it for yourself. Sometimes you got to show it for your own family. We got to stop pointing them to other people. Come on, somebody. You, you don't point your son to the other guy at the church and say, one day you should be like him. Don't get quiet on me. No, no, you want to be the example. You want to be the champion. Come on, give God praise if you believe it today. That's right. 
A champion's life is a disciplined life. It just is. Amen? It's a life that brings every area of his life into subjection. That's right. Every area of my life is subject to right here, what this book says. Right? Well, how do you feel about that? What does this say about it? Right? Every area of my life is subject to this book. Are you with me? A champion's strength comes from discipline. Right? And that's one of the reasons that I was an addict, because I, I was undisciplined. I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know how to turn away, right? They told me I had an addictive personality. <laughs> no, I just didn't know how to say no to this flesh. I didn't know how to discipline myself, right? So sometimes you just got to turn it off. Some people say it's not that easy. I got delivered. I didn't go to, I didn't go to any steps. I don't knock steps but I was delivered by my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right? I'm just kind of saying, no, in discipline. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you that it was easy. I cannot tell you the nights that I woke up in the middle of the night with soaked sheets and got my wife changing sheets in the middle of the night because they soak with my sweat. Right? But I had to discipline myself. Right? And that's what Paul is kind of telling us to do. Are you with me? Does anybody know what Nike means? The word Nike means victory. That's what it means, right? And so we began to kind of look at this, and, and, and there was a battle in the plain of Marathon in 490 B.C. Anybody heard about that before? When King Darius, amen, and his Persians decided they want to overthrow this small place called Athens, right? And no one around Athens would want to help them, right? And so, so what happened was, is that, is, is that Persia, they were out there planning to attack Athens, right? And this is what the people of Athens did. They ran across the whole plain, 26 miles, and caught them off guard. They surprised them, right? And they defeated them. As a matter of fact, the Bible, it says that they sent them running back to their ships, because they said, this didn't work, so we're going to regroup, and we're going to attack them by sea, right? And then we began to kind of look at that story, and, and then Miltidus, who was a leader, amen, of the Athenian army, he says, we got to get word back to Athens. And so he called on his best runner, right? A brother, I know he's a brother because his name was Phidippolis, right? And he was called on, right? to take word back to Athens. And the Bible says that he ran. The whole plain of Marathon, right, where Marathon comes from, 26 miles. And the story DeWitt said that when he got there, he could only say one word. And he said, Nike. And then he died. He died, but he got word back so that they could begin to prepare. Amen. Because we got victory there, but they're coming by sea. Right? 26 miles he ran. How many of you know that you just, uh, how many of you know that we can't get up and just run 26 miles right now? Right, right. Paul, Paul says, watch this, that, that, that he who competes goes into strict training. 
Here's what we say. We like to say the time to be ready is not the time to get ready. See, we like to get ready because the devil always seems to catch us not ready. But how many of you know that the champion is always ready? Come on, somebody. See, a champion understands that, 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 that when Delilah says, Samson, the Philippines are upon you, that it's time to fight. And a champion knows that we have to be ready to fight. Are, are you with me? Here's the fourth thing. You got to run with your eyes on the prize. Run with your what? Paul says they run to obtain a crown that is corruptible, something that won't last. Paul says, but we run for an incorruptible crown, a crown that lasts forever. Come on, somebody. And we know there's a crown of joy. Amen. For the soul winner. There's a crown of righteousness when we stand in judgment. There's a crown of life for those, amen, who gave their life for the gospel. And then there is a crown of glory that when the chief shepherd steps in, that you will receive the crown of glory. Amen? And so we begin to kind of see here, here, run with your eyes on the prize. Here it is. You got to know why you're in the fight. That's how you kick addiction. You got to know what you're fighting for. That's how, that's how you kick all your emotional stuff. You got to know what you are fighting for. Do you know why you're in the race? Do you know why you got up this morning to come out here? What are you fighting for? What's your why? Now, why do you go through what you go through? Hold your peace when you want to bless somebody out. Come on, react a certain way when you know you can't, right? Always say the right thing. Do the right thing. Come on, be the man of God. Be the pastor. Be the example for everybody else. Come on, somebody. When your life is falling apart, trying to hold other people together emotionally when you are in emotional wreck, right? It's tough, but you got to know why you're fighting. Come on, wave at me if you know why you're in this thing, man. Why you get up, why you get up and get into the Word every day, right? Why you have a prayer closet, why you, why you study your Word, why your Bible is all marked up and worn out, pages falling out. Why do you do that? Crying, tear stains in your Bible. Why? You got, you got to know your why. You got to know why you are fighting. Because if you don't have your why, you won't last. If you don't have your why, watch this, if, if you don't have your why, you won't be a champion. How many of you ever heard of David? Come on, King David. Amen. Amen. David, who did, who did David slay? David took the Goliath down. And we would tell all these nice little stories, bro, about why David did what he did. Because David was a man of valor. And David was a man of honor. I don't know about you, but PZ, I read in the Bible, and David is standing up there, and David asks a question. What do you get? David said, David said, what do you get? David wants to know, what's in it for me? I need to know why I'm doing I'm not just going to fight giants for nothing. David, David, David said, what do you get for taking down this giant? Right? They said, great wealth. The king's daughter. 
and your whole family will be exempt from taxes as long as they live. David is like, sign me up. I get money, I get a princess, and we don't got to pay no taxes on the money. Sign me up. David looked around when he heard that. He said, where is this uncircumcised Philistine? I'm about to take him out right now. Let me get this straight. Wealth, a princess, and no taxes. Bring him on. David said, bring him on. See, he knew why he was fighting, right? See, because he couldn't be fighting for people that he had no connection with. Well, do it for Saul. I don't really like Saul. Well, do it for your dad. Nah, he left me out in the wilderness with sheep. Well, do it for your brothers here. They're already talking about me right now, and I'm trying to bring them a lunch. David is like, what do you get? Sign me up. Listen, do you know why you're in this race? Because if you don't know why, it's easy to quit, right? If you don't know why, it's easy to quit. See, see, see here, here it is for me in parenting. I never knew my biological father. So even before I was saved, I said this, my son and my daughter will never call another man daddy. That was just my thing. I'm not saying it's a God thing, but that was my thing, right? So when things got tough and I wanted to go, I stayed because my why was that they would never, ever have to call another man daddy. That was just my thing. That was just my thing, right? Right? So when it got difficult, I stayed. When it got tough, I stayed. When I wanted to run, I stayed. Stayed because I knew my why. I understood my why, right? See, see, I was running with my eye on the prize. I knew why I was running. David said, oh, I got a reason to fight. It may not sound good in the scriptures, but I'm in it for the money, the princess, and no taxes. <laughs> <laughs> But, 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 hey, that's okay. Come on, look at somebody tell them, that's okay. He had his why. Amen. All the other brothers were looking at one another because they didn't have a why. Well, you going to go get it? I ain't messing with him. He already called himself a champion. Right? I'm not messing with him. But David's like, listen, where is this Philistine dog? I'm going to take him out. Here's number five, man, before I go. Run with certainty. Run with certainty. See, see, here's the thing that we have to really understand, and this is so, so important. How many, how many of you are in the battle for the victory? Right? right? Some of y'all going up like, that's a trick question, but I'm going to raise my hand anyway. See, here it is. No, no, no. As men of God, we don't fight for victory. We fight from a position of victory. Look at this. Say, you already won, bro. Tell them. You already won. You just got to finish the race. 
It's a setup. It's guaranteed. No, no, it's guaranteed. No, do you believe that? You're, you're guaranteed to win. All you got to do is get in the race. <laughs> and so I run with certainty that I'm going to win. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Come on, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. What does always mean in the Hebrew? What does always mean in the Greek? Always means always. Who always gives us a victory. Who always causes us to triumph. It's, it's fixed. So Paul says, therefore, so run, not as with uncertainty. And he says, and fight, not as one who beats the air. Swinging aimlessly. That, that you're just out there styling and profiling. You ain't hit nothing. You're swinging aimlessly at the air. And, and so I run, come on, like I know I'm going to win. I run like I've already won. It's a fixed fight. It's a fixed race. So I run with certainty. Right? So when the devil comes in and tries to plant doubt and fear, Get thee behind me. Come on, somebody. Because I'm in it to win it. And as a matter of fact, I've already won it. That's right. And so that's, that's, what, we, that's what you have to know. Don't let him fool you and trick you, right? You got to know, watch this, who you are in Christ. Got to know who you are. Thanks be unto him who always causes his sons to try young. David never doubted that he could take him out. So I did it to the lion, did it to the bear. Come on, somebody. And this Philistine dog, I'll just take him out too, right? He, he, he was certain, right, that he was going to win. How do I know that? Saul said, put on my armor. I don't need that stuff. Don't, don't need that stuff. Well, what do you got? Give me five smooth stones. And the others are just for show. Come on, somebody. Are y'all feeling this today? He was certain. <laughs> All I got to do is get in front of him. And I will take him out. Amen. See, see, know that you have been given everything you need to win the prize. The Bible says that you have been given everything you need pertaining to and everything you need. You got it. He's given you everything, right? There's nothing that you need to be a champion that's outside of what you have. Stop looking for other stuff. Stop, look, stop looking to get deeper. Stop looking, everything you need, you already have. All you got to do is put the number on and get in the... Game. Amen. You have authority. Come on, somebody. He said, I've given you authority to come out of tread on demons. Come on, somebody, to cast them out. I, I've given you authority. He says, you have that, right? He's given you power. 
And when the Holy Spirit comes, you shall receive what? Power. Somebody say power. You got authority and you got power. Come on, somebody. And then he gives you grace, the power of God working in me to do everything that he requires of me. Grace is a form of empowerment. And he's giving you that, everything that you need to win. That's why Paul said in Philippians 4.13, he says, I can do all things through Christ. I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. I've learned to live up and I've learned to live down. Don't bother me. I've learned to, learn, I learned to live with a daddy and without one, with money without one, with food without one. He says, it doesn't matter, but I can do all things through, through Christ. Come on, somebody, who strengthens me. I can kick this addiction through Christ. I can kick pornography through Christ. Come on, somebody. I can move my family out of poverty through, through Christ. I can do all things through Christ because he strengthens me. He wants me to win. Romans 8, 31, he says, what shall we say to these things? That if God be for us, who can be against us? I always say it like this, that if God is for me, it doesn't matter who's against me. It don't matter. It don't matter. How many of you got, got haters? We all got haters. It don't matter. Amen. Romans 8, 37 says, now unto all these things we are more than. Do you, do you know what a conqueror is? Paul says that you are above a conqueror. You're, you're more than a conqueror. But get, he said that it is through him that loved us. Amen. Come on, just slap two brothers in here and tell them you can't lose. Come on, tell them. Come on, we're done. Come on, two brothers. Two brothers. Come on, if they're not obedient on your road, find somebody that came to win. Okay, y'all didn't hear me. I said, I said, slap two brothers high five and tell them you can't lose. You can't lose. You can't lose. Say it with conviction. You can't lose. Are you with me? Look at somebody else and tell me, man, you're starting to look like a champion. You're starting to look like a champion. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm getting the signal. Stand to the feet. He says, shut this down before the Holy Ghost takes off. Watch this. Here, here it is. And so we begin to kind of say that, right? He's going to cue up some music. I just want to get in your spirits. Watch this. For three, give, give me like 90 seconds. It's 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Huh? Here it is. Listen. I, I just want to get in your spirit right now just, just for a moment. See, in verse 27, I've been telling you, you can't lose, but you can be disqualified. You can't lose, man, but you can be disqualified. Verse 27, Paul says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest I myself become disqualified. New King James says, no, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the rules. See, listen, athletes who break the rules get disqualified, get disqualified. So I, I just want to pray real quick. 